Coming up on InfoSec Sync, some good news for the victims of the Kaseya ransomware attack. Also ahead, to pay the ransom or not to pay the ransom, the million-dollar question being tackled by Congress, and Dell Gaming banned in California? We'll tell you why. Plus, an aerospace defense contractor is feeling the burn, how Iranian hackers posed as aerobics instructors. So get ready to get in sync with InfoSec Sync. You're watching the InfoSec Inc. Weekly News with Nick Thomas and news anchor Layla Gulen, sponsored by Axelio. Threat detection and response done right. Axelio. Welcome to the InfoSec Inc. Weekly News for week ending July 30th, 2021. I'm Layla Gulen with your host, Nick Thomas. Good to see you there, Nick. Good to see you, Layla. Sounds like there's been a busy week, so why don't we get into it? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Kaseya may have found the antidote to the ransomware attack that crippled the company and its clients earlier this month. A universal decryptor is expected to allow all victims to recover their files. Cyber criminals believed to belong to the Russia-based Revel Gang exploited vulnerabilities in a Kaseya product to deliver the ransomware. At least 800 to 1,500 organizations had received the ransomware. However, unlike past attacks, the cyber criminals did not get a chance to steal information from compromised systems. It's unclear how Kaseya obtained the decryptor, but the company said it comes from a trusted third party, which has since been verified by cybersecurity company MSASoft. The attackers had also offered a universal decryptor, but initially asked for $70 million. Revel went offline roughly 10 days after the attack on Kaseya and is currently still down. So I'm curious, Nick, how rare it is for a master decryptor from a third party can actually work. And you would think that in the case of all these ransomware attacks, a universal decryptor can be created by anybody. You know, Layla, it's a great thing that uh, uh, the people are getting their data back and there is a decryptor and that they found a company worthy of, of um, going through the rounds and, and checking it out and that it's working. So it's very rare for a third party to, uh, to have that. So this is a, a very good thing in this case. Wonderful. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber Report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment.
Welcome back. Cross-chain DeFi platform ThorChain suffered another multi-million dollar cryptocurrency loss to a sophisticated hack last week. This is the third data breach in ThorChain's security system, totaling a loss of $13 million. The platform looks after $100 million in funds and is designed for exchanging crypto tokens across different blockchains. In this latest attack, the hacker said they wanted to teach the company a lesson. This latest maneuver allowed the hacker to trick the network into thinking they had deposited a range of funds when it actually had not and then somehow received a refund. The hacker wrote that they could have taken further coins, including Bitcoin, Ether, and BNB. ThorChain has made a 36% recovery since last week's attack. The unidentified hacker said, quote, do not rush code that controls nine figures. Ouch. Uh, can anyone trust ThorChain after this, Nick? You know, it seems like they have a little bit of egg on their face uh, uh, with what they've done, what they're doing. Uh, they're decentralized. Um, it's definitely something we have to keep an eye on to see what happens with this. So very interesting. Yeah, very interesting indeed. And to think that the, the lesson could have been far more expensive. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Microsoft was quick to respond with a fix to an attack dubbed Pettit Potum that could force remote Windows systems to reveal password hashes. A security researcher identified the bug and also published proof of concept exploit code to demonstrate the attack. The Pettit Potum bug is tied to the Windows operating system and the abuse of a remote access protocol called Encrypting File System Remote Protocol. Microsoft quickly issued an advisory that included workaround mitigations to protect systems. To thwart an attack, Microsoft recommends system administrators to stop using the now depre de deprecated Windows NT LAN manager. Uh, easy for me to say, Nick, but with that being said, can you clarify exactly what those hashes mean and how this all works? So hashing the password uh, means that the computer is taking your password, disguising it, and adding characters to it. So if you were to actually see it, it wouldn't mean anything uh, to you and, and places it in the NT uh, Landman uh, file folder, which is where it keeps all the uh, passwords. So that's what it means for them to hash a password. I see. All right. Very interesting. A popular survey creation tool has been exploited by a threat group that may be linked to China. The attacks involve a deserialization-related code execution vulnerability affecting Checkbox Survey, an ASP.NET tool designed for adding survey functionality to websites. The Checkbox Survey vulnerability can be exploited remotely without authentication and impacts version 6 of the application. The flaw does not exist in version 7.0. Cyber Incident Support Service, Signia, says the attacks targeted high-profile public and private entities in the United States. The company says it found some links to attacks that were previously attributed to the Chinese government. Well, that wasn't all. Researchers at Signia also reported observing attacks similar to an Australian campaign targeting high-profile public and private entities in the U.S. Tracked as Praying Mantis is the same sophisticated threat actor behind a series of highly targeted attacks on Australian companies and government entities last year. 
Praying Mantis has been attacking Windows Internet Information Services, environments, and web applications to gain initial access on target networks. The group's malware appears designed to evade easy detection by interfering with logging activity and waiting for incoming instructions from attacker-controlled servers rather than proactively connecting out to a remote command and control server. Well, top FBI brass are warning lawmakers to not ban ransom payments. They say banning ransom payments could inadvertently create opportunities for further extortion by ransomware gangs. The debate in Washington over outlawing ransomware payments illustrates the broader challenge facing policymakers as they seek to clamp down on a crime that takes advantage of victims' financial incentives. The Treasury Department has made it a potential sanctions violation to send a ransomware payment. The gas distributor Colonial Pipeline grappled with whether they should make a $4 million payment to the criminal group Darkside. The Justice Department hopes Congress will step in by injecting some transparency into ransom trends. Some say businesses should have to disclose attacks to the U.S. government that involve ransomware, critical infrastructure, or other high-impact breaches. That seems pretty common sense. What do you think about that, Nick? Uh, I think we're going to hear more from Congress. We definitely need to uh, see how they're going to act. And I, I see both sides where um, people want to know when something was breached, but companies don't want to let people know uh, just to protect their reputation, um, uh, money, etc. All right. Sounds good. Well, we're going to take a break here. So now a word from our sponsor. InfoSec Sync is brought to you by Excelio. Excelio provides economic, end-to-end cybersecurity threat detection and response solutions designed for your team, environment, and security objectives, providing packet-level visibility across your network. Visit them on the web at Excelio.com. That's A-X-E-L-L-I-O.com. Welcome back. Dell is banned from selling powerful gaming PCs in California because it consumes more energy than is permitted by liberal energy law. The ban includes three Alienware Aurora R12 gaming desktop systems with 11th generation Intel Core processors. Dell's Alienware consumes 63 kilowatt hours annually when idle, but can use 563 kilowatt hours when CPU intensive. California laws cap energy consumption to 50, 60, or 70 kilowatt hours per year. The FBI is tracking more than 100 active ransomware groups. These groups proving difficult to track as the hackers who write and maintain ransomware software are often different from those who deploy it. Some ransomware gangs have gone quiet in recent months. Darkside, the group that hacked Colonial Pipeline in May, disappeared from the Internet a few days later. Revel, one of the most prolific ransomware gangs to date, went dark earlier this month after a sprawling attack that infected more than 1,500 organizations around the world. While many ransomware hackers are Russian, ransomware operations are often multinational endeavors and are often good at hiding their tracks, making it particularly difficult to locate. We now know what set off a cyber attack that crippled the computer systems of a hospital network affecting six hospitals in Vermont and New York. The attack happened last fall after an employee opened a personal email on a company laptop while on vacation. 
The email, however, was from a legitimate local business that had been hacked. The email contained an attachment that had the malware. When the employee returned from vacation and logged onto the UVM network through a virtual private network, the attackers were ready and launched the attack. Since the attack, the University of Vermont Medical Center has tightened up its VPN access. The hospital lost an esti estimated $50 million in lost revenue. And I think, Nick, anywhere anyone has worked, the powers that be are always warning us never to open either private email or even give us access to private email or certainly not click on any suspicious-looking attachments. Absolutely, and make sure you hover over uh, the email to make sure that it's showing a legitimate address. And if you question anything, see if you could call the person that sent it to you. Good point. Very good advice. Well, President Joe Biden is warning that if the United States ended up in a real shooting war with a major power, it could be the result of a significant cyber attack on the country. As Washington sees a growing threat posed by Russia and China, cybersecurity has risen to the top of the administration's agenda. Since the Geneva summit in June, senior members of the Biden administration's national security team have been in constant contact with senior members of the Kremlin over cyber attacks on the United States. Biden also highlighted the threats posed by China. However, he has repeatedly insisted that he would not exert political pressure on intelligence agencies, unlike his predecessor. President Trump went through four permanent or acting directors of national intelligence in four years and engaged in near-constant fights with the intelligence community. What do you think about the relationship between the administration and these intelligence agencies? Are we being tough enough? Are we equipped to handle some of these really serious threats? Um, I believe we are being tough enough. Um, President Biden, with his executive order, is actually helping with uh, the agencies and giving a lot of information to the agencies and, and vice versa. Um, we are going to see a lot more threats come through, you know, because we are the number one nation in the world. So we are getting prepared as well as the White House is getting prepared. Okay. President Biden also insisting on improving critical infrastructure cybersecurity. The memorandum was intended to encourage critical infrastructure owners and operators to voluntarily adopt better cybersecurity standards. The National Security Memorandum attempts to provide coherence to what is currently a patchwork of sector-specific statutes that have been adopted piecemeal. The memorandum specifically addresses industrial control systems which monitor, regulate, and automate operational technologies. Compromised ICSOT can allow attackers to cause physical damage to systems and even widespread outages. ICSOT cyber attacks have become an increasing concern for the Pentagon. It has acknowledged fears of situations where planes can't scramble because the doors to their hangars are locked or that American troops are poisoned by hacked water supplies. So again, being the number one nation in the world, it's easy to understand why we're the target, but shouldn't we be better equipped at and being impervious to such attacks? Yeah, so these uh, ICS OT attacks have been around for years and years, and, and some, some of the companies are private, some of them are uh, public companies. Um, however, they are critical infrastructure, so all, the, all of that infrastructure is getting in place with the protections, with the new executive order, and 
uh, protections going in place. So we're just at the beginning, even though, even though we are far behind from where we need to be. Mm, all right. Well, thank you for that, Nick. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber Report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. Welcome back. Looks like we could be getting closer to making data breach reporting mandatory. A Senate Judiciary hearing discussing the requirement of enterprises to report breaches to the federal government has received overwhelming support. While there are laws in place that require enterprises to notify the government after being breached, lawmakers are pushing for similar legislation after the SolarWinds espionage campaign. Lawmakers say the Department of Justice would back a reporting requirement that covered critical infrastructure, ransomware, and other high-impact attacks. And I just would be curious, Nick, why wouldn't a business want to report an attack? They wouldn't want to report an attack uh, because of their reputation. They don't want to uh, lose trust in the public or their customers okay. uh, and, and show that they're still a, a viable company. So those things is why they don't want to uh, report I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, cyber attacks aren't going anywhere, and while the volume and severity has remained stable, average ransoms have dropped 38% in the first quarter of 2021. Data show the drop could be spurred by the lower prevalence of several threat actors that typically demand higher payouts like CLOP and REVEL and a lower propensity among victims to pay up in cases of data exfiltration. By this year's second quarter, only half of data exfiltration victims opted to pay. That's down from 65% in the prior quarter. Researchers are hopeful this trend will continue until no victims pay extortion demands. And it just seems like people are just so sick and tired of being victims that they don't care if their systems are, are being hacked or maybe they're just finding new ways of protecting their information. I think two things are going on, Layla. I believe that People and companies are getting smarter. Um, they're better defending. Uh, they know what to look for. They're more cyber savvy. They're more security aware. And don't forget, law enforcement is all over the ransomware gangs now. So they're scaring them away. So I think those two things are working uh, for the ransomware right now and ransomware payments. Well, while ransom payments took a dip, data breach costs have reached an all-time high. Four and a quarter million dollars per incident. That's a 10% increase from the year prior. According to researchers, the past year saw dollar amounts substantially increase as organizations pivoted to remote work and accelerated their transition to the cloud. The shift posed a challenge to many breach victims. Networks that were quickly assembled and had security gaps as a result 
created a higher risk for breaches to expand beyond the initial attack area. Intruders could move quickly and effectively across target environments. The most common attacks, compromised credentials, phishing, and cloud misconfiguration. Business emails were also a source of compromised information and access. The U.S. government and its allies are pleading with defenders to pay attention to gaping holes in perimeter-type devices. Cybersecurity response agencies from the U.S., the U.K., and Australia called special attention to flaws in network perimeter tech from Citrix, F5 Networks, and Mobile Iron, among others. The agencies listed 30 distinct security vulnerabilities that have been routinely exploited over the last two years. The list of the most commonly exploited flaws observed in 2021 include Microsoft Exchange, PulseSecure, and Fortinet. IP cameras offered by a dozen vendors are exposed to remote attacks due to several serious vulnerabilities found in the firmware. The firmware, made by South Korea-based UDP Technology, provides digital video solutions for security and IP surveillance industries. Vulnerabilities have been found since 2017, the latest discovery showing 11 remote code execution flaws and one authentication bypass issue. An unauthenticated attacker can exploit the flaws to take complete control of targeted cameras. So so can these cameras be accessed by the attacker and, and what does this mean down the line should they have complete control over the systems? So if uh, the attacker does gain control of the camera, it can control the camera, it can control where the camera goes if it's one of those pan, tilt, and zoom cameras, and if possible, uh, jump from the camera to your network because he has a hold, he has a hold of the camera. He can sit in the camera and try to get to the network or the router and from there uh, see, what, uh, see what's around them, look around, and see what they can get to next. All right. Well, time to put on those leg warmers. An Iranian cyber espionage group masqueraded as an aerobics instructor on Facebook in an attempt to infect the machine of an employee of an aerospace defense contractor. The years-long social engineering and targeted malware campaign was a covert operation tracked as tortoiseshell and imperial kitten Facebook revealed it took steps to dismantle a sophisticated cyber espionage campaign under those names, targeting about 200 military personnel and companies in the defense and aerospace sectors in the U.S., U.K., and Europe. The threat actor is believed to be loosely aligned with the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. The infection chain was triggered via an email message containing OneDrive URL that claimed to be a diet survey, a macro-embedded Excel document, only to stealthily retrieve the reconnaissance tool by connecting to an attacker-controlled domain. So these attacks via social media, are they just becoming more and more commonplace? Actually, Layla, this is the uh, the handiwork of an APT or a country, and um, it, it's been commonplace for years and years and years. It's just easier now that social media is so prevalent uh, to be able to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And do you think, though, working for certain companies that maybe social media might be off the, the table, just knowing what kind of a high-security job you have, you don't want to take any chances. True, or the company that you work for checks you out before you start or tells you that they don't want you on social media. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it could be a catch-22 for for the employee. 
That's a good point. Well, thank you so much for Nick, and thank you for watching. That's going to do it for us. You are now in sync with Info Sex Sync. We'll see you next week. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment.